On Sex Positive Me, we explore all aspects of sex and relationships, ranging from fetishes and BDSM to ethical non-monogamy and LGBTQ issues. Sex Positive Me destigmatizes sexual practices and relationships while reconciling reality with myth and misconceptions. Our goal is to educate, entertain, and be advocates of sexual freedom. And now here's your hosts, Angelique and John Luna. here at Winter Fringe and then if you can't see the video I'm wearing a sweater because it's always cold in here. Shakespeare's behind you. Yeah it's Shakespeare yes Orlando Shakes. This is like the mini mini version of Fringe and so we're here with my usual partner in crime co-host and God knows troublemaker and saving my ass with the technical stuff my hubby John. Thank you for the credit. Yes well I know it's like it's full credit for that and we're interviewing Miss Eleanor O'Brien. Yes. yes. And she has a interesting show altogether, and she's the one who reached out and contacted us. And it's like, oh, my God, our second Fringe show interview. I love this. Yay. Yay. I, I Googled um, sex positive Orlando, <laughs> and that is how I found you. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. It's not a total desert. No, no, we, we're, we're trying. We, we continually fight. That's why our motto is advocates for sexual freedom there. So that way, whatever that may be, Bless you. it could be missionary style or God knows something All out of your flavors, shows. Yes, right? talk about your show. Well, this show um, came out of a... <laughs> I hear a good story brewing. <laughs> I'm just giving them a moment. Um, <clears throat> so this story came out of a piece that I did as uh, part of a show that I directed called Sex We Can. Okay. And that show was about envisioning what does the sexual future look like that you want to live into. And I created a piece that was called The Cult of Cunnilingus. Ooh. And, uh, I want to join. Right? <laughs> I know. And I loved doing this piece so much. It was like a little 15-minute piece. And so I decided I would uh, craft a show around it. And so that was uh, where how to really, really, really love a woman came from. And um, I've been touring it. I, I premiered last year in Hawaii. And then I've been touring it along the West Coast. Um, so this is my first time being on the East Coast. Welcome. Uh, thank you. And really, this story came out of my own discomfort mm -hmm. and my own uh, struggles with receiving. And um, like many women, I think I had, uh, I was, you know, struggling with my own shame and, um, you know, taste, smell, all that stuff. And so I, I often write shows as a kind of a healing process for mm -hmm. myself. So this show is actually set 10 years in the future. And it's during a time um, when we have uh, evolved as, mm -hmm. a, uh, <laughs> as a species okay. to a, a time when um, culturally we've shifted to goddess worship and, uh, and that women's pleasure and female pleasure has uh, fueled the revolution and, uh, and we are um, a more compassionate, connected society because of... Um, the, yes, the Volvolution. Yes. That should be a t-shirt. The Revolution. It does. Uh, it should be. So right? just letting you know. It's like I'll be first online for that one because awesome. I think it's perfect there. Thank you. Yeah. So, so it's, been, it's been super fun. Um, you know, it's, a, it's an edgy show because it's, um, there's graphic descriptions mm -hmm. um, of, you know, 
there, there's both I receiving and also me on my first time um, going down on a woman and feeling mm. like, you know, having a lot of sympathy for, for the men because, you know. It's a it's, lot of work. Well, and it's also every pussy is different, you yes. know, and, and it can be so mysterious and mm -hmm. like. And so a lot of the show is about learning how to, how to put words to what do you like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. and, and for a long time, that was really um, challenging for me, you know? I, you know, and men did ask, and I would be like, uh, oh, just keep going this way, right? and then that way, then, uh, you know? yeah. It's like there wasn't really a roadmap to say, hey, this is where you hit yes, it. Yes, yes. And so my journey has been growing and getting more comfortable mm -hmm. with finding the words and and also knowing that every time is different and that it's not always you know I don't always love the same thing that I loved last time and but part of my responsibility is communicating and mm -hmm. um, and helping to educate and and not just expecting somebody to know what to do yeah. well one of the best pieces of advice is I actually got on doing that mm -hmm. was just like a blowjob don't do the same thing every time variety is good Yes. And that's, it's true. It yeah. changes sometimes. What you like yesterday is not what you're going to like tomorrow night. Right. But right. It, it is true. I understand the flight of getting the feedback because so, by society, we're so conditioned not to, to be, you know, silent or to fake it. And believe it, I'm one of those guys who hate when you fake it. Yeah. I want you to drop unconscious when I'm done. That's how I feel. I'm good. <laughs> you want that toe curling <laughs> right? orgasm. But I think <laughs> what happens, particularly for men, is that and I encounter this a lot because people think my show is going to be like a, a how-to, like a technical how-to. Mm -hmm. And what I try to explain is like there is no one size fits all. And, and you know, I have encountered so many men in my life who like feel like they've learned a technique and they're going to do it on you, you know. And, and you're like, okay, 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 no, 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 you know, like that my, my pussy is super sensitive and, you know, you got to kind of sneak up on it and... Um, but I, I think that that, you know, sort of, I don't know if it's sports or what, but I think a lot of guys are like, once I learn the moves, you yep. know. It applies to all. It it's applies just, to all, right? I'm like, I really, it's like, that's not what they teach you on football. You know, in football, they teach you how to work together as a team, how to communicate, even, right. you know, nonverbal. You got to do the same thing here. It's not that hard. But Well, you know, that should make sense, though, because in football, if you do the same play, you're screwed. Yes, then that's they're going to know your play. You yeah. got to mix it up. Right? You got to sneak up on it. Yeah. <laughs> Completely different there. But actually, you know, we're, we're fortunate here in Orlando. We do teach classes with oh, our, our sponsor, Fair Villa. And actually, on Sunday, our other co-presenter, um, Debbie, is going to be teaching Secrets of the Oral Arts. So if they want to oh, learn about perfect. that, they could go over there. Oh but, yes. yeah, I've been trying to get her to come to the class, so to come to your show. Oh, so, good, yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah yes. I just went to Fair Villa yesterday. Yeah. What a, it's like a mega store. It's so beautiful. That was great. Oh yeah, they have five locations. Oh really? Yes. Oh, okay. And we teach at all five locations. So. Oh, excellent. But the more yeah. we can talk about oral sex, the better. Exactly. We even have a, 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 a what's it level two oral sex class. I want to go. Yeah. See, I feel like there's always more to learn. You know? Oh, always. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You never know. It's like She'll even with like our that. own workshops, it might be the same topic, but we always spice it up or we just change notes. I mean, mm -hmm. how many times have we forgotten some things? They're like, oh, well, we just improvise. Or how many times yes. does science change or the opinion <laughs> no. change or something yeah. changes? Yeah. Uh, learning about the, the science for me has mm -hmm. been super useful. I, uh, I don't know if you've read um, 
Naomi Wolf's book, Vagina, a Biography. Do you know that book? No, we haven't heard. It's wonderful. Okay. And, and one of the reasons I made this show was because I read that book and I, I realized there was so much that I feel like I hadn't learned mm -hmm. and that was like... One thing is about the wiring, like mm -hmm. how the nerves that branch out from your spinal cord, you know, they go to your clit and your sacred spot and your cervix and your perineum and that women all have different matrices, like the mm -hmm. wiring is different in every pussy. And it was like a light went off for me, like, oh, that's why I don't orgasm from that like somebody else does, you know, because our wiring is differently, like you have different bundles of nerves in different places. You Absolutely. Know? And that was such a relief to me because I had felt like, oh, you know, like, you know, because I'm not multi-orgasmic and, oh. and, you know, my best friend is. And she was like, oh, you know, this technique is like what really does it for me. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't do it for me. And I, I spent years sort of being like, oh, I guess I'm just broken or whatever. And then realizing like, oh, no, I just have different wiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was an interesting article put out last year. Yeah. You know, there's lots of articles that show different penises and they name them. The mm -hmm. curve, the banana, the, the whatever, right, all these different right. sizes. I actually found an article that was the opposite. They took molds inside the vulva uh -huh. and showed the different shapes. Mm -hmm. And there's like 18 different common shapes among women. They did like a thousand women and did this. Wow. And then started doing a matchup game between which penises fit the best vaginas for the best pleasure. Oh. Interesting. And it was amazing because it was like, you know, the American plug doesn't fit in the European plug, but this worked great together. And I was like, as an engineer, I'm like, this is fantastic stuff. That but is it's so not like interesting. A, unfortunately, they're not going to start putting it on your driver's license. So it's still just a guessing <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, but you know what's funny about that? It kind of makes you realize, like, I mean, I've had, I've had sex with some people that I'm like, I just, I can't, you, like, I, the parts don't quite right. fit the way you would hope. Mm -hmm. You know, like something about that person is like, and, and, and I thought like, well, maybe it's pheromones or maybe, you know, like, or maybe they're, they just don't have a big enough fat pad for me to like rub against. I don't know. <laughs> Not enough bush right there right? for the cushion. Right. Not enough cushion for the cushion. cushion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but maybe it's the shape. It could be. It yeah. Could be. Yeah. If I was a doctor, that is the field I would be in. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't take that knowledge and turn it into a game we could use. Right? Uh, oh, great. No, you know, someone says. in Japan is going to hear this and make that <laughs> game. <laughs> Have you ever seen, um, there? I want to say, it's like, um, I came across this years ago in a book, and it was like, like I feel like the roots were Native American, but it was like different pussy shapes were like associated with different animals. There was like the deer pussy and the bat pussy and the, like... Ever, that would sound that? familiar, but I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it but that but sounds yeah. that sounds Native American. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I'm a bat." <laughs> <laughs> I did this thing this last year. This woman um, in Portland, where I'm from, mm -hmm. she took uh, photographs of women's vulvas, and uh, and then there was a big dis uh, like a reveal, like all of them were on the wall, and um, at one time, and they, nobody had a you know you didn't have your name attached to it, right? You just, right. Um, mm -hmm. So we go in. And you had to find yours, and oh, and it was cool. fascinating because it was sort of like, okay, and I know it's not that one, I know it's not that one, but it took a while right. to kind of narrow it down. And the funny thing was, is that she she the when she took your photo, you showed up, you literally like dropped trow, spread your legs, and she took a picture. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, oh, let me adjust, you know, like 
you know, make the butterfly shape, whatever. And and she was like, no, no, I just want it au naturel, the way it, you know, it, it it first appears. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, so then, you know, somebody asked her a question at this thing, did she do any Photoshopping? And she said, no, there, no Photoshopping. The only thing she Photoshopped was if there were bits of toilet paper. <laughs> she she okay, Photoshopped those out, right? It happens. So okay. we're looking, we're looking, and I finally find mine. Mm-hmm. And I remembered in my mind that I had been wearing sweats that <gasps> day with no underpants. And sure enough, right there, the base of my vulva was a little lint ball. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, you could have photoshopped that. <laughs> Maybe it was just artistic expression. <laughs> I told you. I was like, I'm so glad my name is not on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was an artist we saw last year, and I think it was at Nude Night. Yes. That did, um, think of five by five squares, so 25 squares, and each one was a plaster mold uh-huh. of a vagina. Uh-huh. And it showed all the different, yeah, yeah, vulva. Yeah. But it showed all the different ones, mm-hmm. and in looking at it, you could really see that some women have just the plain slit, and very, some women have these giant butterfly wings and everything in between short long hairy because it actually took the mold of the hair as well so you yeah. can tell mm-hmm. and it was just 25 of them all together mm-hmm. and i saw so many people just sitting there staring right <laughs> yeah all oh, right and that's part of my show is i talk about like i had no idea it was normal because i'd only seen pussies in porn i'd never seen a close-up right. woman's pussy oh, you know yes. and and in porn they're so tidy they're like so compact you know and hairless and mm-hmm. you know so I, I lasered thought, and perfect and lasered and, and perfect and so you know I I have long bat wings and uh and I you know I thought I needed labiaplasty like I you know and and thank god I um I I realized that you know yeah. it's beautiful they're, they're and all perfect. different it's and beautiful the way it is yeah yeah but that was that was part of my growth yeah mm-hmm. it was like oh well you know I, I had the same a similar that, you know, it's not like a bunch of us sit around looking at each other's penises. Right. So for the most part, I did go to an all-boys school, but the gym room was all weird and stuff. You don't actually, you know, you don't stare. Yeah, of course. Right. So you grow up, and you're not sure exactly what size your penis falls in. Right. So, of course, you rely on your lovers, as women probably do, going, is this normal? Right. And you only have their experiences to go on. Yeah. So if they normally dated very six-foot-five basketball players... You feel kind of small. If they dated out of the chess club, you may feel kind of big compared, you know, comparisons. Right. Right. But it's all just a relative comparison. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing I have found is that penis size does not seem to correlate to the rest of the man. Like exactly. Nope. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've met very tall, big men that are, you know, on the smaller size, and <laughs> and, and vice versa. And I kind of love that, you know. <laughs> like it's a you surprise. Know. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to come out of the box? Yes. So tell us what goes on in Portland. Like, you know, what do you do? What excitement? Um, Well, so I've been running Dance Naked Productions, Mm -hmm. which is the name of my theater company, since 2005. Uh, And what I normally do, I I have two other solo shows. Uh, One I brought here to Orlando in 2012 that's about uh, my training to be a dominatrix. That is a a comedic tale because I was actually terrible at it. Um, and I, I learned quickly that my desire to, uh, to sort of nurture and hug and hold and, and rock, you know, was like, oh, that's at odds with what the customer is actually coming for. 
Um, Just and then, a little bit. Right? <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to be mean. It, it was for me. Um, and then my second show was called Lust and Marriage, and that was about my open marriage. Uh, and I toured that actually all over Canada, but I never brought it here um, to Orlando. But normally I do group shows, and mm-hmm. I help people develop pieces around a theme, and then we do a, a big a group show like Sex We Can, um, which is why I haven't toured as much uh, to Orlando. But um, yeah, so I, I teach classes in sex and creativity and help people to share their stories. I, I do a monthly event called Stand Up Smut that's an open mic, and I, I call it an erotic open mic, where people can share stories or poetry or songs or whatever that's around the topic of sex. It's super sweet. I love it. Um, we have a, a storytelling show called The Mystery Box that's uh, every couple of months they do a show. Oh, okay. So you We've actually host the, uh, the Mystery Box. No, I've been I've on it. It's okay, hosted by okay. a couple named Reba and Eric, and they're lovely. Um, okay. And there's another one called Body Storytelling that's out okay. of San Francisco, and she's a friend of mine too, Dixie uh, Dilator. Yes, we know Dixie. Yeah. <laughs> she's wonderful. She's awesome. And I've, I've brought her show to Portland before. Um, I mean, the West Coast, man, you know, it's like also incestuous and intertwined but uh we yeah so we we do stand up smut what's a month so people can try out things mm-hmm. and share stuff and then um yeah there's a really active kink scene there's you know sex positive there's a, a new new group called empowered pleasure i mean like every there's, there's just you know it's just popping up all the time it's just a very sex positive culture mm-hmm. um it's funny you know when i first premiered my show dominatrix for dummies I premiered it in Toronto, and the response was like, you know, oh, really? like people were horrified. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And then I toured that summer, and I went from east to west. And as I went west, like, the response got better and better until finally I got to Vancouver, B.C., and people were like, Wah! you know. And it was it was interesting. I was like, oh, it, it, it matters. Place matters, you know. Yeah, and it sounds like oh, So I'm so grateful that you're here <laughs> developing okay. a, a culture. Yes. We're working hard there. But, yeah, it's the same feedback here in the United States. East to West, it's just going to be the same reaction that they'll be like, and then as you slowly go that way, then it's like, oh, okay, yay. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because when we talk to our friends on the West Coast, we put on similar shows. They'd be like, yeah, it went okay. We had maybe 20 people show up. And they're like, yeah, we had 200. I'm like, Uh, yeah. You know, if it wasn't that I like the sunshine so much, Portland sounds so nice. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like practically snowing right now, so I'm very happy to be here. I know. I know. I was like, you want me to come to Florida in January? You betcha. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because when we hear like 20 degrees and snow, we're like, nope. Yeah. 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 It's, you have to, but it's good for cuddling. And there's a big cuddling scene in Portland, which is sweet. Yes. Like I have so many friends who are professional cuddlers now, you know. People need the touch. In the last couple months was the first cuddle party we've ever heard of in Orlando. <gasps> really? Really. Oh, I'm so glad. So it's coming. It's, it's coming. just. If, yeah. I mean, they took like the majority. I don't know how the cuddle parties are on the West Coast, but they did take like the majority, like 75% of it was like conversation, all negotiation, consent, and maybe 25% was cuddling. And even that, not everyone was cuddling. It was just a few people. Huh. So again, I don't know. I couldn't compare it to a West Coast right, cuddly right. party, mm-hmm. which I, I kind of figured that they just go through like 25%. Okay, here's the rules and things like that. And then you spend the rest of the time cuddling. So yeah. It, different mentality, different environment altogether. I do think you kind of have to um, you have to build a community of yeah. people who are comfortable and mm-hmm. 
and understand consent. And you know, the other thing I think that the secret to cuddle parties for me is that somebody has to facilitate and you have to keep changing it up. Because what sometimes happens is you get stuck, like you're like, okay, I'm I'm in this cuddle puddle, but I, I don't want to stay here. Like mm-hmm. I you know, I want to cuddle with those people now. So having somebody else say like, okay, now we're gonna move along, you know, is, right. is really helpful. Oh definitely. Like yeah. speed dating. Next. Like speed dating, Next. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So so so, so like a cuddle, cuddle master of ceremonies. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And different ways to cuddle, I think, is is helpful, you know, because some people are like, do you just spoon the whole time? And, you know, like, no, actually, there's sort of different styles of cuddling. There's different ways you can do it. You know, like I, I, I was at a party the other night. And we did um, tops, uh, head, heads and tails. So there was like hair stroking, like head massage and foot oh. massage. And you could choose which one you wanted. And I thought that was helpful for beginners because it's like, you know, it can be scary to be like, okay, do I put my body against this body of a stranger that I don't know? You know, whereas somehow like having somebody rub your feet or rub your head is like, I don't know, entry that way. Would, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I just never thought about presenting it that way. Various different styles of cuddling. I, yeah. I'm proposing a trip. Uh, yes. Come visit. We can learn yes. a lot out we, there. Yes, we do. We, yeah, we, we and you know what else it. is great? A great resource is... Um, uh, Betty Martin, do you know Betty Martin's work, The Wheel of Consent? Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, we do. Yes. Yeah, and her three-minute game, that's a great way mm-hmm. in, too, you know, of just like you're just touching somebody's hand and arm, you yes. know, like that's an easing in. So It sounds so weird we have to teach people to touch again because yes. it is such a hands-free society. I know. Mm-hmm. Don't I know. touch, don't, you know. Yep. Yeah, and we're starving for it. We need oh, yeah. it so oh, much. Oh, yeah, completely there. Yeah. And then just remembering to ask for consent, too, and then having that weird look of, like, why are you asking me? Because we, we discovered, because we're involved in all the different communities between the BDSM power exchange communities and the ethical non-monogamy community. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we see in the BDSM community more consent-oriented versus right. the ethical non-monogamy because we went on a... Uh, swingers cruise mm-hmm. and we saw how many people were just touching without asking consent and I was just like I was mortified and they're like no no this is fine this is normal it's okay and I'm like okay. don't get me wow. wrong it wasn't everyone it wasn't everyone but this poor girl came in oh the fetish night and she had uh, it was a, it was a clothing optional cruise so she Perfect. wore basically a few pieces of electrical tape and a butt plug it would seem common sense not to walk up to a stranger and tug on the butt plug but five people that in one night did. And I'm like, why? It's like, do you not realize how it's being held? Right. That's not a thrill. That's a, oh, crap. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's funny because that's why I actually stopped going to swingers parties because I felt like it wasn't... you know, there there wasn't the the laying out of how to ask for consent and how to give consent, and it was sort of more of a free for all. Yep. And one of the things I love about Sex Positive Portland mm-hmm. is that in order to be to go to any parties or events, you have to have gone through an awesome boundaries class and a stars talk, Ooh. which is um, and the stars talk was. Um, Invented by um, Evelyn Dacker, who runs SPP. She's the Mm -hmm. CEO or whatever, the head of it. Um, And she developed it for her daughter, who was going off to college. And STARS stands for um, STI status, turn-ons, avoids, 
relationship expectations and safer sex practices. <gasps> Ooh. And it's great because you, it's like, you know, your pre-sex talk. Yeah. And you don't have to do it in that order, but like touching on all of those things. Right. And now it's become kind of de rigueur in the SPP world is like, you know, you'll, you'll meet somebody and be like, okay, stars talk, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just so helpful because like even things like relationship expectations, just the idea of like, what does sex mean to you? Because some some people, it's like you know, one and done. This is fun, you yeah. Know? And some people are like, are you gonna? Call Do I call me? you in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> We're going out for breakfast. Right? Yeah. yeah. So is this an ongoing thing? Right. Yeah. So that's one of our classes. But we did. We call it swinger etiquette. But now I want to look into more for that stars and. Yeah, she did a TED them. talk on it. You can okay. You can Google it. We'll have to Google mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great because we're always looking to bring stuff again from the West Coast or wherever else over. And we're actually uh, starting to work with a company out of Spain. Oh, really? Because apparently um, we're trying to work with the Spanish-speaking market because for all we have out there in English, there's about 5% that's in Spanish. Of course, right. And there's an entire continent south of us, two of them, that are looking (laughs) and they're in the same place we were 10 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. we're trying to bring it again to their community. Of course, we have a huge Latin population in the United States. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. So to kind of be friendly with it. That is great. It. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, especially here in that. Central Florida with the whole Puerto Rican migration coming over. Right. So, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Those poor people have Wait, not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a, earthquake. I can't remember the word. Two, they have two earthquakes. They had the hurricane. So it's yeah. Been, yeah, a lot of people are affected. So they've been coming here. So it's been a huge shift in demographics and Spanish speaking, and we're yeah. just like, hey. We got to educate you guys on this. Thank you. That yes. is really uh, so important. And I hadn't even thought about that, you know, but of course, um, who's who's doing that? Because mm-hmm. I know we're not doing that in Portland. And we don't have as big of a Spanish-speaking population, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm going to bring that back to SPP as like, uh, you know, having, having classes in other languages. Well, even people yeah. who've learned English as a second language, uh, yeah. When you talk with them about a subject about sex, again, different words mean different things. Mm-hmm. You know, when we start saying clitoris, I guarantee you in no learn English in a, you know, a month course, they know what that means. Right. And of course, they'll pick it up as they go, but they're, they're much more comfortable receiving it in a language they know. And of course, yeah. the jokes flow over a lot better yeah. if you speak oh, it in yeah. the right yeah. language. Right? Exactly. So that, that was like the yeah. difficult part for me was trying to learn the m- proper medical terms in Spanish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That just hurt my brain because I'm like, that's not what I know it as, but this is the proper stuff because I still want to be, you know, fun and educational, but at the same time, you know, give them the right information, not yeah. to say, the, what do we call it? The slang words. Right, right. So, because those switch between Spanish, which oh, yeah, has been that, a lot of fun. Yeah, that, because I'm, yeah. I'm Mexican, so Mexican Spanish is completely different than Puerto Rican, Cuban, and Dominican Republic. And oh. I got into a huge, huge, like, I was about to kill my coworkers because I said a word in Mexican Spanish that meant beat the crap out of somebody. And in Puerto Rican, meant to really bleep the shit out of someone. Like, give them a good fucking. And I was like... Oh, you guys didn't even correct me. We thought you knew. I'm like, no, we did not know. Wow. <laughs> that is wow. not what I thought I yeah. was saying. Yeah. Beating up versus great sex. No, totally different. Yeah. God, I hadn't even thought about that. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that was my crash course. Yeah, because here we have all the various different, like I said, from Cuban, Dominican Republic, right. Puerto Rican. Right. Uh, I think Salvadoran, too, Spanish, mm-hmm. um, Argentina, Venezuela, and then uh, Mexico. Right. Those are like the seven that I know mm-hmm. that has changed. I'm like, mm. so yeah. So. Thank you for the work you're doing. Yeah.
much. Much appreciated. Yeah. So how can our audience members find you and more information? Well, um, I'll be here this weekend, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm doing shows. And, um, and then Monday I'm going to the Magic Beach? Kingdom. Oh, cool. Um, oh, yay! I'm so excited. Um, and I'm uh, my Instagram is Dance Nigger Production. Same thing with Facebook. I have a Patreon. If you want to see the show, you can join my Patreon. It's uh, Patreon at Dan you know Dance Naked, and um, and the show is on there. So okay. awesome. Yeah. Dance Naked, easy to remember. Dance yeah. Naked. <laughs> yeah. I, I started calling my company Dance Naked because I wanted to make shows about sexuality that were joyful, mm -hmm. and I felt like there was a fair amount about trauma, you know, out there. Oh, yeah. But sure. I was like, I want sh I want to make theater that makes people, you know, feel celebratory about yes. their sexuality. So. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, because yeah. there is like oftentimes a lot of trauma-filled shows, but yeah. we need some entertainment and lively and really enjoy the pleasures of sex. Exactly, my friend. Exactly. Yes. So, sex yes. is a wonderful thing and we should all enjoy it. Yeah. Not just for procreation. Exactly. Yeah. And I talk about this in my show that, you know, we're all living in this time of fear and anxiety and we're on this sort of constant cortisol adrenaline drip. Mm -hmm. But that what sex does is it triggers your pituitary gland to produce dopamine and oxytocin and that's what we need more of. So yes. All that without the drugs. Yeah. It's fantastic. Awesome. Yes. So we look forward to the show. We'll be going there in about the next five, ten minutes there. And Wonderful. We're hopefully that trying to post nice. this all this really fast or yeah. We'll make it a quick turnaround. Turn around. Yes. So all that right. way people could go see it. But thank you very much. I thank you it. so much. Thank I so appreciate it, Johnny and Thanks. Blake. <laughs> all right. Your exploration destination is here. The Sex Down South Conference, located in Atlanta, Georgia, is taking place this fall at the Sheraton downtown. Named the most diverse and entertaining sexual education conference in the nation, this year's theme is Sex Through the Ages. Featuring sex celebrities Ida Mandula, Joan Price along with Tristan Terramino, Dr. Jess O'Reilly, Ignacio Rivera, Midori, and Dr. Ruthie Neustifer. We have over 60 presenters from around the world who are bringing their expertise, which ranges from lectures to workshops and live demos. Enthusiasts enjoy the fun and learning from the best, all while doing it in an inclusive and loving environment. In the evening, you'll be thrilled from head to toe with our little bang on Thursday night, our mix and mingle on Friday night, and our phenomenal closing party, The Big Bang, on Saturday night, which features performances, raffles, dancing, and photography in our infamous black box. We'll also have The Labyrinth, our custom dungeon, getting some action as well. Join us September 10th through the 12th at the Sheraton downtown. Register at sexdownsouth.com and enter Positive Me for $20 off your ticket. Again, that's sexdownsouth.com. <laughs>